0: Hello, 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 hello. We are certainly trying to turn the beat around by Vicky Sue's Robinson. I haven't say I haven't heard that song, but it seemed rather enjoyable. And you might be thinking, why are you hearing? If you're listening to this regularly on a Friday afternoon, why are you hearing what it sounds like a live show of mentally sound right here on Spice FM ninety eight point eight FM? Is it because? We usually do um, Mentally Sound, which is a mental health show here on Spice FM, on this time but on the second and last Friday of every month. But if you tuned in last Friday, you would have seen a notable absent of our good selves, myself and Ricky, who's my co-host, because we were unable to do that show for a personal reason of mine, which we're going to get into. So we are, as a one-off, doing the first week of the month, which seems... Pretty much the same. I was gonna say I was gonna say something quite like, you know, obviously in flamboyant and go, Yeah, it's totally different. No, it's exactly the same as it always is. The studio's the same, we're the same, it's boiling as it was last week, um, with this heat wave that um North East of England is experiencing. But anyway, so yes, so we are here from twelve till two PM as a one-off and we'll be here next week as well on back to the normal mm-hmm. schedule for this uh for this show as well. So we'll get into why we cancelled that, because we tweeted about it and obviously would have seen it on Facebook and the like. So, um, yeah, so we're going to, you know, delve into all that sort of stuff and catch up. But, yeah, so if this is your first time listening, before me and Ricky start, you know, Ricky and uh, get things going, is we are a mental health show. So we will talk about stuff that's potentially taboo uh, or something that you may seem... uh you know kind of courageous, I know that we often get that word um which I, I i like disputing because I think you know the whole idea is that we make it an environment where mental health is you know easy to talk to you know uh, is too to be open i don't know well that's a that's a that's that's a i feel like that uh, like um that debating on a Sunday morning with yeah. a yeah like um is it courageous to talk about mental health discuss with Nick. Was I it, you with, were uh, just, meant, uh, just us two? Oh, like, oh I know. Courageous. Well, yeah. Uh, are
1: we, are we a courageous, couple of individuals? I don't know. Well, <laughs> do you
0: do you regard yourself as courageous? Because, like, do it. Co- well, let me put it another way. Yeah. Um, do you think? Do you find yourself personally courageous in the fact that you, you know, that your your beginnings of being involved in the show were kind of like you were thrown in the deep end. Hmm. And now you do a, you, you kind of don't think about it now, in in a lot of ways. So, Zach, would you consider yourself courageous of doing the show?
1: Uh, <clears throat> I, I know where you're coming from, uh, mm-hmm. and my my inclination is to say kind of yes, but it's it's hard to judge myself because, in a sense, what I've done has just kind of evolved from as you <laughs> say in good the way, beginning when, way I was, it, yeah. when I was kind of like, "What am I doing here? What am I doing here? This is not for me. This is not for me." You know, the, the last thing. The last thing anyone with, 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 with social anxiety, PTSD, uh, to be involved with the radio will just be, it was just immediate no-no. But mm-hmm. thanks to uh the team and people and, and, and others like yourself as well. Um, yeah, I'd like to come through it. And, and, after, and, and to go back to the original question, um, yeah, the feedback that we get of people, um, they say it's really good what you do. Um, um, I mentioned the radio show at a meeting just a few days ago at an ACORN meeting and people were saying afterwards, yeah, when's it on? Tune in. Just sound very, very like, wow, really? A show about mental health? I
0: yeah, it, uh, I find myself saying about a lot of people, and I've said this to, to Ricky privately, is the amount of times that I've talked about stuff on here and then when i have like having private conversations with friends or family or whatever or just people that I, I, I meet and going, oh, we talked about that on the radio show. Um You know, and, and people not really knowing about a lot of things, and, um, what I'm noticing, which maybe, you know, sort of, I guess maybe depends how you look at it, but I actually think is a really good thing, is that, um, people are wanting to go, oh, what's that? In a kind of like you know, a combination of admitting their ignorance about certain situations with mental health or disorders or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. having ignorance about a particular thing, mm-hmm. but also just having the willingness to ask. Yeah. Um, you know, because um, I I find in my own personal experience with you know talking about my mental health, you know, uh, past and everything else, and how what I deal with my with my bipolar disorder. The uh, so you do get people who are kind of like you know uncomfortable with you bringing it up or um or think that you kind of the the, the approach is because I guess that they don't understand it as they get a bit. um, worried uh, I don't know like this, almost like you know too much that you, you're talking about something that they don't know mm-hmm. they know nothing about and it scares them maybe or something mm-hmm. I've always thought it was kind of a fear factor in regards to if people react that way um, so yeah it's 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 an interesting question and uh, one we weren't I you think know... I
1: am courageous in the sense that I made it here during the heat wave so that was my <laughs> main concern yeah, how I many thought times that? have I moaned on here about the heat and yeah, yeah. weather Oh, um, I'm so, starting to be I'm annoyed have right the now. I had reports going, how, however, many uh, weeks it was, that mm-hmm. we're going to be hit with a heat wave. And I was like, "Oh God, am I going to make it?" You know, when you start making contingency plans, like yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, as, and as if, as if you know, it was it was a, a personal Armageddon. I must stack up on uh, mm-hmm. on things to cope. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, we should talk about the heat wave because obviously, for those who are not part of the UK who maybe listen to this online. Um, yeah, it's just. I'm
1: a content has going through here with yeah, it.
0: Yeah, uh, is it really? I, I honestly, I don't look at weather reports anymore, really. But um, but yes, but um.
1: Oh, don't blame me not for looking at weather. Reports. Yeah, yeah, no. you, never, you, know,
0: the, the, you know, I just kind of take every day as it comes, really. But um, but um. Yeah, the, the, the it, it's just interesting to see how people in the northeast of England, particularly because England kind of has a reputation of being like, you know, rainy and difficult all the time. Yeah. So the fact that we are going through sort of a heat wave where, you know, um, I was joking about this with Haley yesterday and my girlfriend is that <laughs> like, why why is it that we have a particular dif- a particular weather pattern? Bearing in mind that we're an island mm-hmm. and we just completely struggle mm-hmm. um to cope with any sort of changes in weather. Like, yeah. an ex- you know, like a couple of days ago they announced that there's going to be like a hosing ban in certain areas, and I'm going after five days of I haven't some, heard the horse pipe uh, ban since the nineties. Yeah, I know, yeah, like um, <laughs> twenty years ago. You know, and it's like I remember Michael Caine saying this in an interview a long time ago: is that they see they declare a water shortage because of like you know if it's snowing, for example declare uh, uh, a shortage of salt mm-hmm. and he made the point of we're ne- you're never more than like 45 miles away from the sea no matter where you're standing in as an island and we're going oh no, we're no there's no salt or no water and I'm going we're an island with a rich source well of- yeah be it the snow yeah. we don't cope be it yeah. when we have like flooding Yeah, know,
1: there's, like huge amounts of rainfall we-, we don't cope with that very well um, apparently this is the hottest summer we had since 1976 wow really okay yeah,
0: that, yeah warm woman people. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's clearly clearly true. Um but yeah, no one uh, it's funny though cuz I still look at like cuz me mum for example has for her alarm clock that she uses, it tells you the time like the, a woman speaks on it and then tells the temperature mm-hmm. and it was like 27 degrees or something in her room and I'm going wow that is really hot and then going you know like you like my friend of mine who lives in chicago in america like you know sometimes in the summer they they, they push like 40 degrees mm. <laughs> and just like thinking it's like they're just like looking at us going amateurs absolute amateurs well, i think ever since um, uh,
1: i revealed that the reverse sad diagnosis thing i've kind of like stacked up on everything so i'm carrying freeze sprays freeze gels and <laughs> Copious amounts of water just to cope, and, I, and I'm surprised myself because I don't, I'm don't i i'm doing not, not so bad.
2: Um,
0: I could see you in like a bounty yard or something, you know, like you're going around with lots of water. <laughs> yeah, like a bounty yard, just like the waves hitting you or something. But you're just oh, like yeah. going,
2: oh, i'm so hard.
0: Like, just um, do you have one of them like spray things that people have, like? And you, you see- well,
1: the, you do. You can get those, but the, the they don't work very well. They work for about five minutes max, yeah So I use like free sprays that uh, you know people get when they get you know spraying the rank and stuff. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah, okay. Actually. That makes that's, that makes I sense. I might uh you know smell of was it liniment the stuff they have in there or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so I smell like a sports injury.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just went to physio. <laughs>
2: um
0: yeah, it's weird in it. That's so that's so bizarre that you said because, um um do you, I, I know people might not just be aware of this and it might be an obvious thing that I'm about to say, but you know when like you go to certain places and and you just certain different certain places smell that smell of certain things like i'm thinking of like hospital like i oh, could yeah. smell like hospital like you know when you go yeah. home and the clothes you wore when you visited someone in hospital yeah. smells like a hospital yeah. Yeah. i'm noticing that when i'm going to see my mom now because the care place has a particular smell and right. i just like recognize it when i walk in and right. i go and then like I, every now and again when i'm yeah, at home yeah, i can yeah, like if yeah. there's me clothes are drying, you know, going in the wash or something and i'm going i could smell my mom's care place like well, uh, there's always like unique smells in
1: certain places we like you know. it was when my dad used to have his old um, shop on shields road and like in the in the warehouse space at the back where it was like full of junk mm-hmm. so it, i don't know it's like the smell of dust if there is such a thing and <laughs> when you walk in there yeah the aroma just hits you and then you, your clothes do smell a bit much afterwards you know when it's been around <laughs> cardboard boxes and like genuine junk so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's
0: the No, no, it's it well, you know, I mean it's it you um have dogs for example. if you have oh, anyone who anyone who's a dog owner knows that like that's their like main source of like finding anything, so Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, lister smells everything. So, you know, so I guess maybe I'm learning from learning from him, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, just to so let like people be aware of today's show as well is because of the fact that we had to move from last week's show, and I'll talk about why I couldn't at some point. Um, is we tried to obviously rearrange the guests that we had planned for then, because I must uh, just to, before we get into why I cancelled last week's show because it was hundred percent you know a problem I had. You know, Ricky was you know planning to do it. Um was the we 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 did it last minute in terms of cal-, cal in terms of cancelling it because basically with the situation that I had I wasn't sure I like it was like a fifty fifty chance I might be able to do the show. Um and if I couldn't there was an obvious cancel reason to cancel it. Um so yeah, so we so we tried to push the guests that we had last week to this week. Um well, unfortunately, uh, Christine, who has been on before, um, who does um, Life of Riley, um, talk about the Premier League. Yes, yeah, well, yeah, well, we were going to obviously talk to her about that when, um, um you know, obviously when. Uh, she was going to be on if she was going to be on at all. But yeah, she invited us very kindly to the premiere. So yeah, we should start with that. But I'll just finish this thought of saying... So yeah, we also had another guest from a dementia, web... dementia charity, wasn't dementia it? Dementia charity, well, yeah. yeah uh,
1: dementia Awareness Project. But uh, Yeah, and she, unfortunately she, she broke unfortunately
0: her wrist. A <laughs> yeah, so we hope she gets well. What was yeah. the lady's name that Catherine. was going to come? Catherine, yeah. she joins us next. Yeah, program. yeah, hopefully she'll recover from... Secretly, yeah, 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 from a fresh head wrist. That sounds nasty. Um, but yeah, so so we... Um, currently I haven't got guests on the schedule we were hopefully going to do a pre-record at some point but for some reason it hasn't been uploaded to the database even though we asked um, Spice to do that so hopefully we can get on the the blowout during one of the breaks and see if we can rectify that because the interview pre-record was with Darren Tate um who is part of maggie's charity domestic, abuse, no, uh, the domestic uh, abuse yeah um who she was on she was on the um show um i don't By know a like a, co- yeah co- a few months ago now and yeah so we he was um like sort of a, a, a guest um star for um Abseiling that they were doing a couple of weeks ago so we went and interviewed him in Old Elton Square in Newcastle and it came out really really well because I just did it on my mobile phone so I was really quite chuffed with the way that um it all panned attacked
1: out attacked by a, a, a giant
0: yeah I yeah I seem to remember yeah yeah he like ran away towards the end <laughs> of the interview so he was like is it a wasp is it a wasp um, no it's just a bee Um and it was going, can't be all you can be. <laughs> so I'm so sorry. Uh, I just couldn't resist. I was just like, it's in my head, I'm gonna say it. I, 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 don't, don't we all feel better? <laughs> it's like this morning now. Don't we all feel better? If we've got it off our chest. <laughs> and now breathe. Um, but yeah, so. <clears throat> So yeah, so let's start with because um, we saw so me and Ricky are going to have plenty of time so we had till two p.m. We'll do mental health news on the top of the hour because um, we'll have time to do it, uh, give it justice because obviously usually when we've got a packed show we can't do that. So that's where we you know look at the mental health news that happened the last time we were on the air, um, you know in between so we can talk about you know mental health related stuff and whatever else as you have just heard because you know we we sort of free flowing conversation as whatever whatever comes up is what we talk about. So um, yeah, so so yeah, so Christine. Um, was from uh, Life of Riley, which she came on to talk about her autistic child because she wrote a blog called Life of Riley, um, which my girlfriend uh, told me a while ago that she'd, she'd, she'd definitely seen um, a, a blog at least. Um, so it's very well known sort of in this area, and it's a play as well, I believe. And she invited us to the premiere, which um, she she sent the invitation to Ricky. So if, do you want to take it from there here in terms of just you, know, well, you to thought give how it context, yeah. yeah so um mm-hmm.
1: i think the blog's been going for a while but yeah. um they made uh the headlines uh in recent months because or oh, i think just before christmas right before um right before uh she guested on our show um um they wrote a, a facebook um uh post which went viral went around the world because the uh, the son uh, Riley who's a young son who's autistic and nonverbal uh, they noticed uh, the pattern that um, he wasn't being in- invited to fellow um, friends birthday parties so you can you can you can make the obvious uh, assumption that the, there is a sort of a an undertone of discrimination going on um, so yeah they they, they um, let just just and they had every reason to it it was a, a very rant and we read out the rant didn't we all be it edited uh over christmas um and uh yeah she she came on so with that sort of uh, uh behind them as well mm, yep. the um the blog in which they wrote be- uh, became a play which i think was uh, uh, was it northern stage that was on um uh one one of the uh, local uh, theatres probably uh, normal stage
0: that yeah. that sounds like North something stage. they and would then do they
1: yeah. um, yeah, and uh, they looked to they they went they then went to put it into film production, um, and we got invited to the pilot uh, over at the Tyneside Cinema a few weeks back. Um, a short, what ten minute uh, show um, quite a lot of people there, um, and it did give uh, a very insightful glimpse into what life is like for. Not only not only the child itself, the world, but also from a parenting point point of view, just what what daily life is like, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was uh, even though it was a, a ten minute thing, you, you got it was very insightful in terms of uh, what 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 it's like twenty four seven living in that sort of world and. Um, think oh, it was a great, great way. It was,
0: yeah, way, I as way. I said to Ricky at the time because it was like on a Wednesday, so it was like ten days ago or something. It was it was a was it last was it a week last Wednesday or the week? week, it was week two, three weeks. back. Maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, so it was probably be over two weeks ago now, but um, it was really um, it was really uh, useful because um, and I and useful in the sense of it reinforced the kind of stuff that I really wanted to do. Um, I really wanted to, um, you know, I, I mean, in terms of like my career and just like where I want to go. Um, not that I'm a kind of like a career orientated person, but I just find myself wanting to, um, do more on mental health because that kind of re- got reinforced in this premiere. And um, you know, not that necessarily autism autism is mental health. That was kind of what was discussed in this place. But it, I felt, you know, very flattered to be there. Yeah. Um and um, I think
1: you know. on, on the on the point you just made, it shows mm-hmm. that um.
0: Raising awareness of such issues around
1: uh, uh, autism, other disabilities, other mental health issues. That there's there's so many mediums in in in, in ways of raising awareness. What tools you can use in your box to mm-hmm. to get it out there through various forms of art, film, music, and we we've had some music on the show recently. Um, but uh, the, one of the abiding things I came away from it, as well as being flattered to to be there, as as you said. Um, was one of the uh, the the advocates on stage said that um, I'm not fighting uh, autism daily. I'm fighting the stigma around autism, like the 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 people out there who are judgmental. So it's like, and and that made me think because I used to always say, oh, I battle PTSD, but but I think deep down, what I'm really battling is the stigma around BT- PTSD, anxiety, depression. Um, it, it's people's assumption. Ah, yeah. this is something that's part of me. Yeah. So yes, I have my inner, inner, inner daily battles, struggles, whatever. But the bigger battle is out there. Um, the the stigma around it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought that was very profound. Um, and and I could and I, we we met and afterwards, <laughs> didn't we? we says, yeah, I agree because <laughs> it, it's the same with me and PTSD.
0: Yeah, we tried to get. Kieran was it, was Kieran is the guy's name who did the guest speaking uh, slot. Um, we 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 tried to get him on the show because we thought it was um you know and and as I pointed out to Ricky at the end of the premiere, I actually disagreed with some of his points because um the thing that I wanted to kind of debate with him on here was that um I found the um I, f- I found his his point about you know when they kind of say it's kind of the us versus them mentality of. The, the the problem is is that um, you find yourself you know building up this like white picket fence of that it's the services and it's the people who provide the services and we need to find ways around that and we need to manipulate things and I find myself going unless like you know it's like waiting for a revolution and the revolution isn't going to come in that sense because you know it, it, that's going to make it a really long winded battle and you you're you're much better off um, uh, showcasing uh, like oh, how, how they can change the people who make the decisions like yes. try and convince them what the right way to do it is and so to kind of listen more like to, re- to um, like that
1: Alan powder thing not, it's evolve not revolve. when he's talking about revolution
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. evolution not revolution yes but yeah, yeah. I, I see what you mean but I, I yeah 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 I, I get that I'm I so in the
2: middle I think this
1: yeah. If we're if we're trying to change a the system, there's it 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 requires a very multi pronged approach. That, that you know doesn't have to be one way; it can be several ways. Mm-hmm. And, and if you do things several ways, then you probably have more chance of success in that in that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I see the point that you're making. Um. It is somewhere in the middle, though. I know. you I know you're getting that sort the, of right. Yeah, now. I think on that point, the the other issue is is that. You'll have different people in different parts of the country saying different things because, with mental health, yeah. like with anything regarding health, it's a postcode lottery. Good point. Um, it's know, like what's
0: available in what area. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. No, but um, but at the, but ultimately, the the ultimately the ultimate goal, and this is why, but it, it feels so far achievable. I guess as I guess I'm being somewhat of a realist, and it's really really hard to have a situation where every disorder, every illness, is treated equally. Because i don't i I think the reality of the situation is um yeah i I just think the advance that the reality of the situation is that yeah that it it's gonna struggle um to to get to that point because I guess the point I always make to people is that there's a reason why there's all these different charities existing that that because they pigeonhole and make a business out of the yeah. things that the nhs doesn't provide enough either enough of or doesn't do entirely Wait, there's voids there yes
1: which, which charity is another i can give you i them.
0: can give you a really good example of that just off the cuff is that um you know um in I, actually i can't i can't realize now because I'm, I'm not allowed to say it <laughs> oh, <laughs> i suddenly oh, wow. went as Mr you thought i was suddenly going oh yeah i can see this no i can't see it yet anyway that's a little that's a little bit of um <laughs> did
1: it, did it
0: well <laughs> No, no, no. I sudden no no no, you'll you'll understand it when I tell you but okay. it's uh, um tune in next time <laughs> when I can finally talk tune about what I was unadded, about to say. But I, well anyway, I can you let's use me mum as an example. For example, is there there's Parkinson in UK because they yeah. do you know, the NHS is, you know, still trying to understand ultimately what Parkinson's is mm-hmm. um and how it all works and all that kind of thing. So um you know, um and again, it's funny when you said about being fortunate. Me, mom's a good example of this because Parkinson's in the northeast of England is kind of cutting edge in terms of the you know the best doctors are here, the, all the research is done here. So, in that sense, you know, um and there's quite a you know a, a good community of people from Parkinson UK in the northeast. um it, It's it's very well thought of. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, pretty, so you're, you're absolutely right, it was a very good point you made, is that you'll, you'll find different results. but then, doesn't it sort of reinforce that there's a national problem? Because there might be, a, they might deal with something great in one area, but then, you know, do terrible in another, and then you might come here and like, you know, so, so, so for, for every good Parkinson thing that's in the northeast mm-hmm. that I know about, what if it's like the some, the southwest? Somebody else suffers. Yeah, you know? the southwest might be terrible with yeah. Parkinsons, and yeah. so I'm saying the goal should be that we all get the best help everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I know that's not really, but again, I think a lot of that's not that realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, like at least right now, it's going to take some time. So um, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen
1: overnight for sure. Yeah. But I think the more of us that are out there talking about it in, in the same way we are um' will hopefully um kick some butts out there and 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 and, and they've forever gone about you know the decision makers as you say they forever go about um um you know equal parity compared to physical health but the um the the stats show that that's not the case i mean mm-hmm. the most startling fact for me is i revealed um in the previous mental health news was that we have six thousand fewer mental health nurses um since something like two thousand ten so mm-hmm. that 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 says in itself how you know the, the system is underfunded. So um, and it is the NHS's 70th uh, birthday this week. So let's hope that uh, that um, kick kick
0: Yeah, I know. Have you been watching any of the stuff that they've been doing special for it? Or oh, I know yeah, they did like a sing along recently, song, wasn't yeah, there? Did yeah, you see the quiet thing? Wasn't it? I heard that on uh, heart radio when I was listening to that in the car the other day. And mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, they said they, they were they were broadcasting the sing-along because they wanted it to be the biggest sing-along on radio history. Oh, I know okay. that. I know that much. Um, but I know that they did the a, a TV version. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know they were doing, like, an awards show because we watched some of that. I, me and Haley watched some of that awards show for the NHS. And yeah. there was a really good guy. There was a guy on about... Uh, it was a mental health program. Paul O'Grady hosted it. And there was a really good um, yeah bit where the guy said a very, very simple, powerful point of... You know, I don't, uh, getting awards for, getting awards for mental health is sort of defeating the object of, of, of being open about mental health because he's like, we all have mental health. So to be treated as a sort of saint on that, this is what I say about like, you know, when some people, you know, I've, I've, I've felt fortunate, I've been very gracious enough that, and, you know, I'm very humbled that people say that you know me talking out about it benefits people, yeah. and that's what and that's it's, what encourages me to do it. It's kind of therapy for me, and, and me yeah.
1: as well. I mean, I'm not I'm not in this for awards, although it, w- it, w- it will be nice if you know. And we have won yeah, pre previous uh, gongs uh, which we're very yeah. thankful for. But ultimately, the goal is is to is to talk about it to to crack the stigma to feel that people at home who are suffering, people who know they are suffering. Uh, can get help and can talk about it to to break free the stigma. As long as we achieve that, then I think we're we're doing what we. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's that's really um, yeah quite powerful. But overall, about so to go back to the premiere because that's what we, we yeah. originally were talking about is so we got to see because um, Life of Riley they wanted to make into a feature film. So we saw a pilot which was made by um, uh, Cam. What was it, Cam for? Camp for, Cam for AM or something is the company that, that helped make it, who I know some people who work for them. Um they're based in the Lindskill Centre, um uh good production company. And they helped make this sort of ten minute pilot. I don't even think it was that long, it was maybe even five minutes, but maybe ten minutes maybe. Um, so it's just like basically what's known in 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 media, TV, film land as a teaser teaser, basically like a, a teaser pilot of not like a full full episode, but just it's almost a, like a trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, tra- yeah, like an extended trailer. Yeah, maybe that's a better way of saying yeah. it. But um, a teaser trailer type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it was good though. I I thought it was really good. It had some laughs in it, and it was um, just basically kind of just. Without revealing too much, because obviously we got, you know, that's why I felt, we I felt flattered for us to be there, because it was like a world exclusive type thing. I mean, they were joking about that all throughout, because they were very humble about you it, can, you know, but. You can watch online. Yeah, it yeah. And, and, yeah, you can purchase it, yeah, but obviously we got to watch it for free, obviously being at this premiere. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was really good, and yeah, we encourage you, obviously, yeah, as, as Ricky just said, go and download it, I'm sure you can find it, uh, somewhere on the interwebs. Type in Life of Riley project, maybe, or something. Um, um, yeah, it'll be on their blog page. Yeah, on their blog page and stuff, yeah. But it was I, I was really flattered to be there. There was a lot of nice people there as well. Um, we got to talk to some people afterwards, which was nice, you know, just sort of see who we were and all that kind of thing. Um, And just, yeah, it felt really nice to be there, and it reinforced that, like, what we do as a subsection of that, and not what they... Well, first of all, obviously, what they were doing was really... Good because basically the idea is they're going to te- they're going to send that teaser trailer. I know they said that someone from the BBC is looking into it um and also they're going to send it to like short film festivals to try and basically uh get someone to essentially pay for it um you know because uh everything needs a bit of money um but as far as i could tell i mean you know that they made that for a shoestring amount of money that that teaser trailer so I, I i don't think it would cost a lot to do a feature film but the whole idea is to do a film version of basically the play that uh, riggy just mentioned that's got you know a lot of praise So yeah, so um, a huge thank you to Christine for inviting me, and obviously she was on the show a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of shows ago. um, You know, or the last show, wasn't it? Uh, It was the last show she was on.
1: On the show? right, yeah, was it no, was no, she on the no, was the, on the show our before? Christmas bumper? Show. Oh
0: yeah, so yeah, she, she yeah. hadn't been on for a while. that's right. Yeah, sorry, yeah.
2: So <laughs> um, I, I got the
1: message. To, so unfortunately, one of the one of the kids is is ill. And so
2: yes, so gone, yeah, because so so we asked her to come get back well yeah. soon, and, and I've invited her to yeah. come along next week. So yeah, yeah, she would have
0: yeah. done. She would have done yeah. uh, last week if we were on, but uh, unfortunately, as I said, so we'll get to what I think we'll do, which makes a great deal of sense because we've got a bit of time here because it's only half twelve. Um, so we're going to be here till 2pm here on Mentally Sound on Spice FM and before actually we go into a break, because what I'm going to say is that we'll take a break and then I'll talk about why I had to cancel last week Um just get out of the way now so we can then talk about, you know, just stuff that's been happening. Um, so, we're going to talk about that after a break. I'm going to play a song right now. Um, and then, hopefully, because I've, ha- I've been given access to the interview, so hopefully I can get that to play. So, we'll be playing that sometime in the second, or- second hour. Um, but, yeah, we'll come back. We'll talk about what happened last week. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then also, if anyone wants to contact us while we're on the air, yeah. uh, I have the Twitter page up for at underscore mentally sound. That's I at re- underscore it, mentally so. sound. Yeah. So, if you're interested in contacting us, during the show, because this is a perfect time to do it, because we don't have, yeah. we're not loaded with guests. So, if you have any questions about mental health, like we've just discussed, please do uh, send us a tweet, because that's the best way I can. Well, at can, least answer
1: the question we put out earlier: Are we courageous? So yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Do you think?
0: Do you think doing a mental health show? Every couple of weeks that we do, and we've done for three and a bit years. Uh, do and do we, you think do we... Steve's
1: more courageous than Ricky? Or do you think more
0: courageous than... <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not. We don't. Don't make us fall out. Uh, you know, we've been friends for a good time now. Um, uh, yeah, whatever you think. Or is it? Or is it? You don't have to even personalise it. You could say, is it courageous? Because I think that's the more interesting, bigger picture. Is it courageous to be open about mental health? Because mm. I would argue no, on the grounds of we should all talk about it. It should be normal, but right. Maybe you can maybe you can asterisk to it's courageous right now. I agree because
1: yeah. there was a debate on radio. I, I won't go on forever about this, but yeah. not just on national radio not so long back. Um, <clears throat> they talked about bravery. I think they're in regards to like the footballers that came out and talked about their mental health, and then obviously that 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 set off um, a reaction saying, Oh, aren't they so brave? Of course, they are brave, but then on the other hand, you're thinking, Well, surely they should be normal now. Isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, if, if 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 we if we if oh, I said to you, I, I, yeah, if I said to you, <laughs> I, I broke my my wrist. Uh, one of our guests recently had, uh, and said, oh, would you say, oh, that's incredibly brave of you, Ricky, to 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 reveal that you broke your wrist? It doesn't, you know, no. Exactly, so why should it be... Because people would
0: probably look at you've got a cast on your arm and go, oh, did you break your wrist? Yeah. And then that will be the end of the story. Or can I sign
1: the plaster? (laughs) Because
0: I think a lot of the times when you say, you know, mental health should be, I've got depression, oh, and then respond accordingly. But what I find happens Mm. with any mental health issue is that usually it's, I've got this, and then a half an hour explanation about why people should care about it. Mm. And I think that's ultimately the problem because you feel like you have to justify how you're feeling. Um, when you know, if you just say, "Um, that I've been registered as having a problem," yeah, there almost has to be, be dealt with.
1: A, a reason that triggers. Yeah, you. and yes, yeah, sometimes there are, but yeah. sometimes there isn't either. Well, yeah.
0: also, it's like, what are you the, the 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 sentence you often often get is, "What should you what what are you, what are you doing about it?" Mm-hmm. And I often want to, I often want people who say that to, I want to remind them that them telling you is the first step. Yeah. So it shouldn't be. Um, what are you doing about it? Because they actually are doing something about it by telling you. Yeah. That should be the first step. I mean, time to change. Have
1: um, launched a brilliant, like, new campaign about, like, regarding mates. So, especially like within the football season with the World Cup, they say things like, um, "Is one of your mates not around?" Like, you know, when they're on like uh, the lash, and they've ra- they've actually had a campaign on beer mats. I-, I revealed it before. So, if one of your mates who usually goes out with a drink with you or socializes with you, and they're not there. You know, the well, Give them, give them a call. The, mm-hmm. the reason might be due to mental health, so yeah. you know, check up on them. Absolutely. Them
0: the office, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I often like, um, yeah, um, find myself worrying if people are having contact for a while, and it's always just good to know that they're okay, and yeah. then go from there. Um, but anyway so as I said we're going to take a break for five minutes we're going to play The Power of Love by Frank Goes to Hollywood which is excellent because I um, heard that on the radio the other day so we're going to play that on the radio right now on Spice Um, and yeah as I said we'll come back uh, for about 20 minutes or so before um, the top of the hour and we'll play some ads and then we'll be doing mental health news at the top of the hour and then as I said we should have hopefully the interview that we did with Darren Tate uh, it was a really fun interview that I said we did in the centre of Eldon Square mm-hmm. uh, so a we pre-record which is uh, uncommon for us on Spice but we're, we're We do them a lot Yeah, we, uh, yeah. so
1: uh, finally I, th- I hope to think we're finally back in the pre-record groove Yeah sort
0: of but we'll talk about thing. that before yeah. we uh, if we get it up and running but so, yeah for now we're going to play The Power of Love by Frank Goes to Hollywood and move right back on Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 8 FM I'll protect you from
2: the hooded claw yeah. Ay, 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 ay. Feels like fire. I'm so in love with you. Dreams are like angels, they keep at it. Babe thing, love is the light, scaring darkness away, yeah. I'm so in love with you, purge the soul, make love yours. I'll protect you from the hooded floor. Keep the vampires from your door when the chips are down. I'll be around with my undying, death-defying love for you. Envy will hurt itself. Let yourself be beautiful. Sparkling love, flowers and pearls and pretty good. Love is like an energy. Brushing and brushing inside. Love is entwined, divine, divine Love is danger, love is pleasure Love is pure, the only treasure I'm so in love with you, soul Make love, your
0: Hello everybody, welcome back to Mentally Sound and apologies for the just, uh, obviously the mics weren't on or anything, but the sheer panic I went through because the just system crashed Um I was not really doing anything and I just suddenly just went, oh no, we're not going to work anymore and it's going to shut down and I'm like, no, I'm like pressing buttons to say, don't, don't shut down, don't, I don't want you to shut down at all. Um, and it led to yeah the the minute of silence of me you know I I was I, I um frantically text uh, one of the people who runs Spice uh, going help 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 me please I don't know what I'm doing and then luckily um uh, the the, the <laughs> software we use kicked back in and went okay I will restart and I'm like thank you because I was panicking like a maniac going I'm this is beyond my expertise I don't really know what's going on. So um, yeah, no, so folks, I apologize. this
1: is this is an award-winning show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> despite, yeah. Despite can't, what
0: goes on in the can't uh, you can't software you can't rely on it. Yeah, uh, no. it. Breaks down every now and again, but yeah, that was that was really bizarre. But anyway, so that's why we heard sort of half of Power of Love, and then I had to restart it. So, um, but it's a good enough song uh, that, that you can you know hearing twice isn't too bad, you know. Well,
1: like, I I do love that song. Yes. Um, I often feel though that it kind of got it became like a Christmassy. Um, 'Cause I don't yeah, think it's necessarily a Christmassy song. But yeah. but they made it a Christmas song. It w- it was released over Christmas and they had a if you've seen the video, they play the uh, the Jesus um Jesus of Nazareth or the three wise men kind of thing over yeah. it. And I often felt that works is it that works without having to be having a religious overtone to it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe the marketing thought that it it would do well <laughs> if it was, I don't know. But. I also oh, thought I
0: as well. It probably um, is had sad connotations as well because I think it's probably. It sounds like to me it would be a funeral song. Maybe hmm. um, it has that kind of eeriness to it that it might be like a or a, a, or a breakup a, song. Like yeah, a relationship oh, that, that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that maybe yeah, that maybe a better a better something um, like when metaphor.
1: you feel for someone but that feeling isn't. Re- Reciprocated, yeah. Think,
0: I know? think it would be, a, yeah, like a song in your bedroom that you just sing along to, going, da, da. but like with tears, then you would be like,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: when you're, uh, um, it's okay, teenagers, if you feel like that, you know, the, you know, life gets better. there's I, I think
1: we just had a glimpse into Stephen's uh, teenage, uh, yeah, yeah. Make <laughs> so of my, that what you will.
0: Yeah, it was my breakup song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: actually not too dissimilar to what what I was like in my own bedroom.
0: Yeah. No, I'm sure everybody was uh, yeah, in teenagers. Really you have like that. a song like, you know, um, I remember having, um, you know, it was like, a, I don't know, like a, an Offspring song, I, I remember like for a while, like what used to make me feel better, I was listening to Offspring, but no idea why, the but band. like, yeah, the band Offspring, you know, did I I want you bad and um, spare me the details, I used to always like spare me the details, because it was all just like a bit like the, I
1: do think they ripped up. A- Ripped off Nirvana a bit. They, they ripped off everybody.
0: Yeah. Um, that's my that's my that was my um, brother-in-law's criticism It was like of when them. grunge, they were
1: very... when grunge finished, and it was like over here Brit pop kind of invaded the 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 the, the Isle. Yeah. But uh, in terms of like other alternative cutting edge music, it was like, um, well, it either has to be Green Deer Offspring. And I wasn't that like Keenan. I that was still kind of like mourning uh, Nirvana and stuff. And, yeah. But I listen to a lot of t- interesting things after, like David Bowie and stuff. So
0: yeah, I'm sure. I need. Um, I don't know what the t- 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 the teenagery stuff now. Justin Bieber, or are we like really showing our age. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh yeah, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, probably. Yeah, something like that. <coughs> um, but I don't think I know.
1: I don't know anyone who didn't go to the recent uh, Ed Sheeran oh, the... gigs. Is <laughs> <It's laughs> like everyone I bumped into for that whole weekend? Because he played like two, three nights, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and and everyone I it was said, just
0: oh, one. at St James. wasn't it. I no, no, it was, no, it was a few nights. oh was it? Yeah. Oh, I saw that you saw the place out two times three nights. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, so popular it is. I, I was, was at a gig.
1: At, I was at a gig at the Sage on on one of the nights um, to see uh, a poet called Benjamin uh, Zephaniah. It was oh, fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, on my way back to town, I had to wade through all the Ed Sheeran fans who just like went <laughs> drinking afterwards. Well, on, <laughs> on the on the Friday, on the
0: Friday, because I went <clears throat> to the house in a taxi mm-hmm. for I can't remember what the reason was. Um I see my house is in my mom's house to sort out some things and I was dressed um um I think it might have been was was the frat, was one of his gigs on the last time we did this show uh do not think so maybe not no, no. I can't remember but i was dressed i was dressed quite smartly and I can't remember why i think i would went somewhere beforehand I thought it might Wasn't have been it a prayer, here. was it oh it could have been but now that was a Wednesday, and I, for some reason I'm thinking this is a Friday, but maybe I'm wrong. But whatever it was, I was dressed up, I was dressed in like me, um, me, me dress jacket and everything like that. So I can't remember what I was, maybe I'd went for a meal or something with Haley, I can't remember. <laughs> but, um... But yeah, um, and. How romantic, Yeah. we go to meals. We go to meals quite regularly. It's not, I not, it wasn't a diss at all. Alright. Um, no, you do yeah. it every day. Every no, night. no, no. Well, we have date. We, well, because of the fact that we, you know, we're in the process <coughs> of um, moving into her, her place, is that we do, a, like date. We have a date night and a stay overnight. So, um, usually our date night involves food because, like, you know, it's very hard to come up
2: I with mean, stuff to good, do.
1: good luck to Ed, but um, I'm, I'm I'm quite astounded at his popularity at you. Yeah, you uh, a little bit, yeah. He's, um, he sells out I Wembley mean, Stadium. Got, he's got, he's, and he's, yeah. he's, I yeah, think he's, he's got okay. something about him, uh, but I don't know. Maybe because I'm a sucker for origin, originality and,
0: you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I never. I, never, never come uh, I, am
0: I mean, I haven't bought any. I've never bought any of his albums or anything like that. But um, I I, I don't dislike him. I, I certainly think he's um, I certainly think he's more talented than a lot of people who, exactly. are claimed to be talented. You know, when you look, when you when yeah, you hear all the, the same voices and stuff. I didn't like again.
1: his cover of the Pogues' um, Christmas uh, the fairy tale. Oh, did he? he did, did, yeah. uh, no one? Well, should, no one should cover oh. that
0: song. It's a classic. Yeah. Um, but there you go. So. So, yeah as we was saying so anyway so so just uh, now that now now that we're up to date with um the 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 system break and everything is i I said before the show that we were gonna talk about um why I had to cancel last yeah. week's show um so as I just touched on with with some of the stuff with about my mom is that was what the problem was, and I tweeted about this and obviously got some nice um replies about it but um basically um my mom so to update cuz uh the the situation kind of escalated from the last show uh which I I'm, I'm trying to remember what what do you remember what I said on the last show in terms of what the situation was was she in hospital
1: um
0: um I don't think she was in hospital because it was only 10 she was y- a...
1: yes something happened because you said that there was a chance that you might not be able to do the show I remember that week like... yeah but that
0: was okay so but a I couple think...
1: of nights are you texted me saying just to, just a heads up yes because there was a, a chance... three week gap wasn't there yeah.
0: there was a three week gap for this one just wasn't a heads there? up saying yeah. m- something's up yes yeah, so I think yeah yeah, that, right, thing, yeah. I think yeah yeah that's right because I think that, yeah because that's what I was thinking it was so <laughs> yeah I think I said there was an outside chance of me not doing the show because the day before my mum had an episode mm-hmm. like. A psychotic episode, which turns out to be delirium, which is what the whole Was um, that triggered by the infection. Yes, yeah. um, so she's had an infection for a while, um you know, a few months at least, and we didn't know that because obviously, you know, if a person doesn't know they've got a urine infection, and she it gets to the point like it has with me, mum, where she's confused and not knowing what's going on and not really looking after herself. Um, It was only through me taking a urine sample off her and getting it checked that it led to us realising she had a urine infection. Mm -hmm. And obviously just her getting worse in general, you know, Mm -hmm. starting to see really, really obvious symptoms as opposed to ones you should know um, before it gets to that point. So that was obviously a worrying situation. Uh, The reason it was worrying is because... um, uh, yeah, as as so, the, she had the episode the night before, and uh, we went to hospital for most of the day. I ended up having to leave my dog at home, which um, I didn't enjoy because he hadn't ate for ages. When I spent twenty pound on a taxi going back from the hospital to my house to find that the dog was just like, what's the problem? So that was just me being <laughs> overly overly cautious. It shows how well I've trained him as well. Um, so anywho, so yeah, obviously my mum's a priority, making sure she's okay in hospital. I was there, for, and then my brother took over, and she had another episode towards the end of the night. So uh, like before, so they didn't get back from the hospital till so about eight nine o'clock, um, and then so she went back home she got some antibiotics started to feel okay we thought we should took antibiotics for for like seven days after that and then towards the second week which makes sense because i think we had a three-week gap till the next so till last week's show um you know in terms of from show to show so what ended up happening afterwards was so she did the antibiotics me and my sister ended up staying at hers my sister stayed for five days then i stayed for five days um, I then left on the Monday, like the following week, um, my mum was in a lot better place, she was you know, getting carers that were coming to the house now six times a day, just to do her medication, she was starting to feel better, and then I got a phone call the following Saturday, so like about four days after I went home, four or five days after I went home, and the carer said your mum's really struggling again. And my mom came on the phone. She was all confused. She was saying she was seeing people again. So we're like, Oh great, the, the, the infection's back. Um and we knew that you know the hallucinations were to do with that. But I guess the real reason I wanted to talk about it on here openly, because obviously it's been a hugely stressful time for my family, um, is that it really is a very good example of a story where where it's about um, perseverance in terms of helping somebody. Because as I just described, without the perseverance of us keep finding out what it is that was ultimately wrong with my man, mm-hmm. we never would have known. Mm-hmm. And it could have led to a really deadly situation because delirium can really be For those who don't know
1: about delirium.
0: Um, so I'll get to that. So, yeah, but it, it is important <coughs> to talk about. So, um, so we took her to A&E on that saturday when she was when she was seeing that she was having the symptoms again so we took out to cramlington emergency things we thought it would be quicker than going to um to the rvi um and that turned out to be true because we got sown relatively quickly yeah uh, within you know an hour and a half or something which wasn't too bad um and then they went they took um a fluid test she was very dehydrated which we were worried about um so just not looking after herself again and, um, you know, just not drinking enough water, which I implore people, even in this weather, forget having an infection, forget anything else, drink a ton. You need to drink, you need to, you know, because you, you're losing water and you're sweating and everything else. So you need to like restock on your water. And, um, your mom, you know, if you don't drink anything, you're, you're, you're asking for trouble. Um, so that's like just a, an early warning uh, indication. So, so she instantly got put on a drip, a fluid drip. And then they put her on an antibiotic drip because they did a quick urine um, test and she still had an infection. So we were like, oh, great. So it's still not gone or it's came back one of the two. Um, So then they went, okay, she's going to stay overnight. That then became three days. Um, And then they went, oh, well, with the fact that she's got Parkinson's and her medication has just changed because she's lost her patch that she gets for our Parkinson's. And there was a tablet that was no longer necessary to take. So she stopped taking that. Um, they thought it made sense to take her to Rake Lane because that's where the Parkinson's uh, team is um, that she goes to get her reviews at. So we were like, okay, it makes sense. So she went about it with Rake Lane. It's not actually called Rake Lane. It's uh, North Tyneside General Hospital, I think, is the official title. Um, but yeah, so... Anywho it's a it, it, so it was a very very difficult situation um it, she ended up going there um, she started having more episodes, so she was okay in Cramlinton, but she wasn't there very long like, just an overnight stay um and then in the in Rake Lane, she started to get very aggressive um very confused, very thought she was being kidnapped, all this kind of stuff so we we're obviously worried about because parkinson's increases your chance of being um having dementia. Um, so it's a possib- very distinct possibility. I didn't know that actually. Yeah, yeah. you can. It, it, you can. It can lead to Parkinson-related delirium. Okay. So uh, delirium to dementia. Sorry. So that was the whole reason. It, it'll make sense now when I explain it to you because that's a good. The fact that you don't know that's interesting because mm. this is why I'm bringing this all up because mm. Ricky knows this because he's a good friend of mine. It's the the whole six month period of me of like my family, as in particularly me going round and sorting my mum's Parkinson medication she's been through two or three changes in her like you know the doses she takes the Mm -hmm. tablets she takes she's taking a different laxative Mm -hmm. all of this Mm -hmm. was out of concern that her Parkinson had changed Mm -hmm. so all this fighting and all this like what is it what is it what is it and then getting the urine sample and going well she's got an infection so we know at least we can treat that Mm -hmm. to then get her in the hospital for this situation sounds like you know it's just blind luck But I was saying, like, I said this to Haley a couple of days ago, is that, like, this shows you that you can't give up being the supportive person. Oh, yeah. And you have to just keep going because um, now knowing about delirium, you know, all this, like, because, you know, depression and everything else, there's a certain element of you need to kind of, in a subtle way, motivate the person to do stuff. And be sort of cruel to be kind kind of way. Um, now we know. I mean, the argument is before she got the infection, that was certainly maybe an option. But I'm getting that the delirium makes you so confused and so inadequate and unable to do anything because mm-hmm. you just literally your brain just stops working. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'll get to what delirium is at some mm-hmm. point. But now we know what to do because when we when she was she was at the hospital, she was she was being difficult to to look after. Um, They gave her an antipsychotic drug just to kind of calm her down because she just was like struggling. Um, But again, that's protocol. The mental health nurses were involved and stuff like that and I got assured it was the right thing to do because as, as I'm sure you'll understand when I heard that, my first thought was, is that really necessary? And then when I got told about what Delirium does, I'm like, okay, if it, so it's sort of to calm the edges off it, um, because she was starting to have more episodes of so like, we need to stop this, mm-hmm. um, as best we can. So maybe this is the only option because she's not naturally calming down. So she's a threat to herself, basically, or people around her. Mm-hmm. Um, but not for our own fault. It wasn't like a mental health thing or anything like that. It was just pure, like completely hallucinating, um, and just, like paranoia and, you know, full blown fit basically. Yeah. So she calmed down after that, um, but what I will say is, and uh, we complained uh, anyway. So this is um, you know uh, okay to talk about. We complained about the treatment mom received in hospital because they kind of treated her like she was bed blocking, because they basically we so we had a meeting on the Friday, um she so she was in for the whole of that week, so for five days, like she was in a, a total of ten days, mm-hmm. but um, uh, maybe longer than that, eleven days, and. Um, on the Friday of the opening week that we went there, we had a meeting between the doctors, the nurses, her Parkinson doctor, the two social workers, me and my brother um, and obviously I'm not going to talk about everything on here because you've got to have some confidentiality, but in a, in a basic nutshell the, the reason i'm I'm talking about all this and how important it is to keep supporting somebody, constantly getting them to go to doctors because you know you have to that is what you have to do We' were talking about the system earlier with yeah. um Christine's stuff. Um, You can't just take, like, you can't, they'll just take what's in front of them. You've got to do, like, the context work. Um, I mean, I said to you
1: when we had this conversation privately that I kind of, uh, not in a sort of uh, uh, a joyful way, but I I basically congratulated uh, yourself and what your family have been able to achieve in the sense that she's in a decent care home now. And uh, as you say, it was through sheer perseverance. Yeah. Because I think a lot of other people out there would have just, like,
0: I've heard of situations not to, and I'm saying this in the, in, with all the respect I can possibly do. I've heard far too many situations of people going, oh isn't it a shame when you hear someone's not doing very well and going isn't it a shame and we don't know what's wrong with that but not like actively doing something about it to help them and what it is is just constantly going to people and saying this isn't right they're not, not getting better would you not also say
1: that people just don't know what to do is well it yeah right?
0: there's, there's that element of it but I'm get, I'm saying because the system isn't isn't great it requires you just to have unbelievable perseverance yeah. and it's been a very trying time for us I'm not yeah. denying that for any second yeah. and I don't mean that to be disrespectful to me mom or upset her in any way because it's just the reality of the situation <laughs> it's effective me and my brother and sister's life a lot mm-hmm. um you know just constant care but but it was the fact the reason it was constant care is because i, I I'll admit to you because I get what you're getting at I'll be completely frank on here which we always are anyway mm-hmm. is to say I didn't know we didn't know what to do mm-hmm. so the reason we would put in all that effort into getting advice was because we wanted to know what was wrong with her. So all this stuff with her Parkinson's thinking that was the obvious angle to go down, and it's difficult to know for certain mm-hmm. that we basically, after six months of reviewing mom's tablets, and then mm-hmm. at this meeting on Friday, her nurse, who she saw the last couple of times we took her, mm-hmm. went, I can categor- I can pretty much, well, there's never any certainty in this, but I can pretty much guarantee that as far as we can tell, her Parkinson's has not got worse. Mm-hmm. And she she looked at, like, 12 months, not just Mm. the whole time this has happened. So, obviously, it makes sense to look before and then after. Mm. So, she looked at the last, like, 12, 18 months of my mom's situation with tablets and Parkinson's and went, as far as we can tell, not any different. Here's a question I I don't
1: think I've asked you before, but mm -hmm. um, does Parkinson's affect the... uh, um, one 's immunity at all where they become more prone to uh, uh, infections
0: you know i don't actually know that that's a very good question uh, um i mean um i don't know because i don't think it um it, it, maybe it does in a roundabout way in terms of you just you know you because you 're disabled you don't look after yourself yeah, as well maybe yeah, there's that, yeah. that's a but that's not like a an, an actively mm-hmm. affecting way i know what you another way you're saying it yeah. um because basically um, parkinson's is um the um, the breakdown of a membrane in your brain, which is what creates dopamine levels, and dopamine levels is what people need for your brain to function. So it's okay. to do its cognitive thinking. Okay. So uh, what my mom's co um, co carol doba is the main drug that my mom takes. Mm. Anyone with Parkinson's knows that's like the drug for Parkinson's, and so you take that to uh, get to stabilize your dopamine levels because mm. you should see my mom without them. They're like, Lord god, they're for want of a better phrase a godsend in the. Mm um you know um it really is super it's amazing what it does because if you see my mum ten minutes before she takes a tablet, her hands start shaking, she starts trembling, she gets so like you know concerned and worried and anxious. Takes a tablet, and I've, I mean it's, some, it's it varies the effect when it starts kicking in, but you literally within a ten minute period, let's mm. say of after taking a tablet, it's like yeah. seeing a different person. It's
3: so weird. The nearest I've ever saw um, anything
1: like that. I think it was just one mere glimpse. It was when my grand granddad had uh, tuberculosis. I think I told you. Yeah. And the the it, when when it comes to uh, medicating that, it it also involves. There's a situation where toxins get into the brain basically, and it just it just r- runs rampant. And my 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 granddad was a very, uh, 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 you know, uh, and I mean this in the kindest terms, a kind of hot-headed evangelical kind of guy. Anyway, always full of energy. Yeah. But to see him, um, to see him react in that way, the kind of things that he would say, like you know, he would utter. The most you know, horrid things at times, and it was, it was like it was wow. Just you know, um, but, but that's anyway, what, that's but, what that's what it uh,
0: does. So like I said, "We'll we need to take a quick break for ads and stuff like that, and then we'll 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 crowbar in mental health news at some point in this hour." But because um, it's five past now, but we're gonna take a break for ads, and I'm gonna try and play a song from uh, from for, for one of my the songs I wanted to play actually, if I can get it to work. Um, and yeah, um, but what I will say is that yeah, it's. Um, it, what I an interesting thought before we take the break is in terms of delirium. So I'll I'll give a brief synopsis of that when we come back. But delirium, when they described to me what delirium was, because um, I I got told that my mum was having hallucinations in relation to the infection. But delirium is like when you see the warning signs. and also what my mum was seeing, because I I took that as because I'm. You know, I guess experienced in seeing depressive symptoms. Mm. Depression is part of delirium, but it might not be that she's depressed. But now the delirium sort of subsiding in the care home that my mum's at, because that's that's basically the the story I was getting to is that mom had to go in twenty four hour re- respite care, which is basically a minimum of eight weeks. Um, so that's the stage my mum's at just to finish the story. Um, and yeah, so it was delirium that it was. So that I said that the Parkinson's has not changed and then went, it's delirium as a byproduct of having, most likely, a long-term infection, so basically it's your brain thinking you still have an infection, and it reacts like it, the infection hasn't gone, mm-hmm. and in some cases the infections went, mm-hmm. and your brain still gets in shock like you are still got an infection, mm-hmm. because you've had it for too long, okay. um, so your brain just kind of, like see, you like, should see me, mom. sometimes when she feels these delirium things, is that yeah. she literally starts like getting muddled, she starts mm-hmm. talking about, like She starts talking about memories she had like 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and then going like that happened yesterday and she's going, oh, like I really hated that one time. And she goes, yeah, that guy who didn't give me an ice cream and like. And then you're like, well, what are you on about? And then she's like, you know, in, um, like 1973, uh, <laughs> didn't give me the ice cream. I hated that guy. <laughs> like, and you're going, uh, what? And she just, it's, it, you can, it's, it's like watching somebody try to like, you know, un- unravel a Rubik's Cube or something. It's like, um, or do like a jigsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to like, you know, unravel their mind, basically. Um, but I'm pleased to say she's gotten better.
2: Uh,
0: she, she, um, she's gonna still need a lot of care. But, um, the delirium has sort of subsided, and now it's sort of dealing with just our, our general well-being, because I still think, um, without going into too many details, because obviously it's my mom's privacy, but like, you know, we've got mental health issues that we need to help her with. Um, you know, I think that's still, you know, prevalent with everything that's happened to her, so, um, but she's in a very, I, I do feel comfortable knowing she's in a safe environment and she's being looked after and so yeah we'll talk about delirium and we'll do mental health news and i know ricky's got something he wants to talk about potentially um so we'll take a break right now and uh, we're going to play some ads because it's uh the top, roughly about the top of the hour so we're going to talk more about what me and ricky are talking about as we touched on if you want to get in touch with us please do tweet us at underscore mentally sound our topic was uh half an hour ago about is it courageous to talk about mental health which i'm interested to see if anyone has any thoughts about that Um, because we talked about it in a bit and maybe we'll answer some questions if we get any uh, Twitter feedback. Um, So it's at underscore mentally sound if you're interested um, or I think you could do it on on, Facebook. We're on Facebook. um, Uh, Just look up Mentally Mentally Sound Radio Show. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, on the page. Maybe Ricky can access the page while he's here, maybe. Um, Anyway, so we're going to play some ads uh, and then we'll play a song and we'll be right back on Mentally Sound right here on Spice FM 98.8 FM. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.
3: Spice
2: FM 98.8 FM the glasses factory stocks men's ladies and kids glasses in the biggest brands like Armani, ray-ban and police to name but a few why not take advantage of the glasses factory two-for-one offers from 60 pounds see for yourself the glasses factory 498 westgate road newcastle call 0191 273 8460 log on at glassesfactory.co.uk or search us out on facebook
3: بڑے دلاندی پکار لزدہ شاکار نیو کاسل شہر بچ ایک اور اضافہ Jida کوئی نشانی Jihan, Lasani Grill West Road Newcastle, نیو کاسل جس تے ہر न्यूकासल शहर में ग्रोसरी की दुनिया में एक ही मारूफ नाम एम ब्रदर्स जहां पर रोजमर्रा के इस्तेमाल की हर चीज دستیاب है आपकी खिदमत में अरसे दरस पेश पेश एम ब्रदर्स रमजान मुबारक के بابرکت महीने में अपने करम फरमाओं के लिए स्पेशल ऑफर دستیاب आइए और خدمت کا موقع ایم اے برادرز of the same old radio sound,
2: uh, then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Things you reverse, I still remember holding you just out of sight of her. Deep dark parking lot pressed up against my car. With your hands around my neck, I felt the pounding on. No.
0: that was the rather fantastic mulhorn Drive by the Gaslight Anthem who are a fantastic band like the lead singer Brian Fallon's often compared to the rather wonderful Bruce Springsteen as um, usually like um, they've, they, they, there's a really great um, sort of video of, of them doing um, uh, uh, 59 Sound which is a band which is a song by Gaslight Anthem where Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen um joins them on stage to 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 do the song with them and also he's uh Brian Fallon joins them on stage, I think it's in Redden Festival or something like that. And uh yeah, he um joins uh Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band for um No Surrender, which is one of my favourite Bruce Springsteen songs of all time. So um I really you know, he's a fantastic uh, it's a really, really good band. So it's really pleasing to play a, a band that I actually um, you know, you know, not not that we don't play stuff that we like on this data, but it's, that was from my personal collection, basically. Is why I'm getting that. So yeah, so welcome back to Mentally Sound here on Spice FM ninety eight point eight FM. I'm Stephen Hesse, your host with uh, my good friend Mr. Ricky Thammon. and so yeah, we've been just catching up on things because, like, we've basically been saying, uh, Ricky was just saying in the break about hopefully we'll have a a jam packed show uh, next week because basically all the people who um, kind of got uh, screwed up essentially because of me missing the show last week. Hopefully, with a two weeks notice, they can come and be on the show and talk about whatever, um, is on their minds, essentially. Um, but yeah, so as we were talking about, I was talking about my mom's situation and about, cause, uh, Ricky said, I'll just sort of touch on delirium. Um, there actually is an abbreviation for how you can test if someone's got delirium. You know, it's very similar to the one I always remember. I don't remember, well, I say remember. I know the abbreviated word, but I can't remember what they, the mean. But you know how fast is what you should look oh, for yeah. for stroke victims? Stroke, yes. Um, I know it's like, um, S is slurred speech, um, face drooping. I think is the, fa- mm-hmm. is it face drooping? I think so. Um, uh, and I know slurred speech and T is time to call ambulance, but I can't remember what A is. I think A is, um, something to do with maybe the, the not being able to feel right down one side, but I don't know what A, A would be. But anyway, but anyway, that's how you sort of remember about what you should look for for strokes, uh, if, if, if someone's having a stroke in front of you mm. well for delirium it's pinch me yeah. um and again i can't remember all what the what the what the um abbreviation well I know it's eyes infection, mm. which makes obvious sense because you can get delirium in a number of different ways so delirium, the, the delirium in my mom's case is clearly from the infection, but mm-hmm. you can get delirium for example after an operation mm. um and it is basically like yeah you, you uh, and I know the last one in pinch me is environment because uh, the, essentially the symptoms my mom has is all in this pinch me bit because B is, um, M is medication. Um, uh, so, yeah, I am sort of slowly remembering what they were. but Because um, I never knew anything about this. I knew about delirium, but it was only when I went to the care place and they had it as a poster and said the signs were Well, that delirium. was going to be my first question
1: uh, because yeah. does does delirium have a, like a stereotype that people think they know what it is? And... Well, again,
0: like... Because
1: um, you always used to hear it in the context of other things like... Like drugs or some drug taking, or you know uh, you know after a a bad' like a bad trip regarding drugs that kind of thing, or oh, he was delirium, she was deli- delirious. oh delirious,
0: yeah, I think it's where that comes that word comes from <clears throat> um but yeah, i think um I think the 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 most interesting thing about it. Um, I guess, but it's like a lot of um, symptoms, you know, because we were just discussing about people being, you know, mis- having misinterpreted, uh, you know, symptoms for things and not knowing quite what they've got, mm-hmm. is it's it's so frighteningly similar to dementia, mm-hmm. because it's confusion, not knowing where you are, mm-hmm. but the real fundamental difference, as far as I can tell, and again, I'm obviously just learning as I go with helping me, man, but... Um, And it's a really frightfully common uh, delirium. Um, It's a common problem, Mm -hmm. particularly with uh, elderly people. Um, You can get it any time, but it's particularly with elderly people. Um, You know, we're just having problems, uh, other problems that exasperate it, but... uh, Um, It's a common problem as well, being bed blocked. Like my mum is in terms of what bed blocking is. For those that don't know what that terminology is, is when you are in hospital and they don't they lose compassion for you in terms of helping you because basically they know that your solution is to not be there, but you're waiting to be transferred. So my mum's case, because my mum has a social worker, it was us in paperwork and the social worker okaying that it was the right thing for her to do, and that took time. So my mum being in hospital just was like, you know, she needed 24-hour care, and they were just ignoring her. And mm-hmm. for want of a better phrase, that's exactly what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing the the more, least amount of help they can possibly give her because... So there was um, a problem. Yeah.
1: What What would you pinpoint? Because obviously the vast majority of nurses are we we value them, we, yeah. we do the brilliant job. So w- what do you think that's a symptom of, or a sign of, in terms of this broken system that we refer interesting. to
0: really? There's Interesting. It's interesting because I had this debate, obviously because, you know, people who are close to me know what's been happening. And it's interesting, I've had that conversation with so many people recently, because I I was very, like, you know, I guess, hmm, what's the word I'm searching for? Just I was very, like, you know, uh, T- tough, uh, in the sense of the, you know, you can make excuses. I I often look at it as hospital to hospital and nurse mm. to nurse, because at the same time, I don't think it's fair to say all nurses have no compassion. It's the same as saying no not, uh, no, no carers have compassion, because you find good carers and bad well, carers are bad social workers. Uh, as um, I've said to you before, when, yeah.
1: when, you know, in terms of palliative care, when it came to my dad, yeah. Uh, again, you met really fantastic people with all yeah. just... just filled with compassion yeah but there were others that weren't yeah and more recently with mum when you know with the whole knee replacement thing yeah uh, what, what what's that a sign of um is it is it like one one bad apple ruins a cart in a way that, that you know? Because of I just
0: think there's certain sit uh, I I I'm um, it, as basic as this sounds. I just think it's de- dealing with people with different personalities because I I can see that in my mum's care place, and obviously I'm not going to say where my mum is currently, but um you know just for for privacy reasons more than anything, but um and I'm not going to name individual carers, but I'm just saying being it with my mum being where she is now you can see who the good carers are and the bad carers are the bad carers are just like i'm doing my job the good carers are in it into it and it's the same as anything it's like a good radio show host or whatever it's like if you you got a good chance of being good if you care about what it is that you're yeah. doing yeah. um and i just think some people and and i would definitely say that's true you know because my mom currently isn't getting any carers coming to the house because she's not in the house is that that happened with carers that come to the house as well like companies that do that kind of thing because that that you get so many different carers coming to a person's house to do medication for example if they're still living at home that you get bad apples and that most definitely and you can tell the people who are in it for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. um uh you know and that's kind of obvious and so i would say um I don't. I don't think. I guess to, to decap, decap, departmentalize what you've just said. It's kind of you know, sort of nitpick at it. Is to go. I would say it, I wouldn't like sort of stereotype it to every hospital I've been to. So, just, but I would say, um, based on the hospital my mom was at, she got she she could have been dealt with a lot lot better because they were. I, for example, my mom didn't get a shower for seven days. While she was in hospital. No, um, yeah, and that's just being completely honest about it. And that, Mm. uh, we got so angry about that because, you know, not only having an infection, but that's just, that's just neglecting a person's basic care. Mm. And the reason for it was they were saying because she got, she was aggressive the first couple of days she was in there. And the mental health nurse said, well, that's no longer the case now, and they still wouldn't do anything about it Mm -hmm. because they just had this thing of, and we're keeping a distance away from her. Now, whether that's because they were worried, you know, they would be sued or anything like that. But then I'm thinking, if that's the case, then it's a twisted logic, because we could sue you for being negligent anyway. Mm -hmm. So having that approach is still wrong, even if you're protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So that baffled us, um, (laughs) and it got so bad for us at the point of, on the Monday before she left, so last week, I actually turned up on Monday, asked if she'd been showered, they said no, and I just took her to get get a shower, because I went, I'm not accepting this anymore. Um and you know I I my my auntie particular and, and members of my family were like good on you because you know it was worrying us and mm-hmm. I'm like well I'm the only one I feel like I can do something about it so I'm I'm comfortable helping my mum because she's elderly and everything and you know I don't regard that as a big deal mm-hmm. I've helped her with many ill many um problems before mm-hmm. um you know when I'm thirty I'm not I mean I'm not a kid I'm not gonna you know go oh that's disgusting or whatever so I helped her because it was no no big it was no big deal for me but my point is she's been stuck in hospital because they won't let her out so she can't go home Mm -hmm. so it's their responsibility to look after her while she's in that building Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that was completely ignored Mm -hmm. um and then after a couple of days of uh funnily enough Mm -hmm. when we complained to the right people we then got like when i was going in going oh you know we showered her this morning just to let you know kind of like you know kind of just like you know getting back in our good books because as soon as you complain boy does it change um, but my point is, the system shouldn't be that you need to complain to get the care that you should be getting when you're in there. That's just yeah. completely wrong. Yeah. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so, and as I said, just as a nice segue about um, delirium is that it's a really, really common problem. And, um, you, you know, I do, I, I've i been trying to say to my mom, for example, I, I feel so fortunate that we have a care place in the area my mom lives in that mm. deals with delirium mm. and is able to you know it's you know we're still you know and it's affordable and mm-hmm. um it gives my mom an opportunity to get better because as dangerous as delirium is it's fixable yeah it just requires a lot of recovery and um rest and you know cuz as i said like my mom get me mom has heightened sense heightened senses so she she sees things a lot. Um, that's what the hallucinations come in. She hears really really well, like she can hear stuff from across the room. Like mm-hmm. so she gets irritated by random noises that she mm-hmm. gets annoyed by, um, and so like the rooms get dinted, And she's got a sensor mat, so if she gets up in the bed and has an episode, they can deal with it and put her back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a fantastic environment for her to be in. Obviously, the the windows are all like you know, got like um, safeguarded and everything like that. So. Um, Sounds like I want to stay there now. Yeah. Now. You've, you've yeah, yeah. Sold. She's got a button as well, she's so she's got 24 hour it, yeah. care. So 24 hour care is, you know, <clears throat> d- yeah, I did think that some of the time. I was thinking, I, if, my de- when I in my depressed years, I would have loved to have been there. You know, you get, you get your meals dealt with and, you know, you, you basically don't have to do anything. There's a TV there and I'm like, wow, this is great. I would, I, I'll, if you don't like it, mum, I'll do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, in all seriousness though, I, she just needed a place to kind of, you know, um, forget about life and, you know, and, and, and just get better that way. So yeah, but, the if you if you're so delirium is a, like I'm saying, just just warning signs for anyone who's never dealt with delirium, um before I let Ricky because I know he's got mentally sound and he's uh, mental health news and he had something else he wanted to talk about. Um is um yeah, so if they're seeing that everything's too bright, if they're being confused as in they're just losing their cognitive ability, um if they're um Uh, having any form of constipation or trouble with medication uh, because that's it it with Pinch Me, the C's constipation Um, uh, so you can get it through that uh, or an infection um, and and just general just not being able to look after themselves, wandering around aimlessly having hallucination episodes then that's uh, maybe that they have an underlying infection or they've had surgery recently I did read you can get delirium that way obviously type in delirium and read about it all yourself, but it's frighteningly common and I never I hadn't heard much about it. Mm. So now that I've learned about it, I think it's really useful for people to hear it. And um obviously if anybody you know ends up feeling that way, please go and get help. Literally as soon as possible. You can't you can't let them wait on that. I mean my mum's had episodes like this for about three weeks. Um and we thought we were dealing with it with the antibiotics for the infection but it just we just never i basically i just don't think we caught it in time mm-hmm. the infection i think the infection got too bad before we realized what it was mm-hmm. um you know so anyway so that's the situation so she's in care hopefully for a minimum as i said a minimum of two months and she's only been in a week today so a week last uh, she literally went so that's why i had to cancel the show last week just to um, put an end to this discussion is that she was literally going into the care home when I would have been doing the show. So I made the decision of that I'd rather help her with that because I would feel like, you know, why would I want to sit here and worry about my mum going into a care place when I'm like, you know, so essentially her pro, um, um, her main carer really, you know, family carer. Cause I'm pleased to tell you, after quite a long time of arguing this, um, I've been awarded carer's allowance.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. you alluded I, yeah, to that before. Yeah.
0: Um I got I they 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 sent me a letter um uh yesterday and Great. said that, and gave us um my first um good my first thing. Um it's it's not like a huge amount of money but it's useful because it helps no, me still and go it, it's way. gonna be very, very helpful when yeah. I move as well because you know I'm moving uh, with my girlfriend to heaven, so it means I can use that money to not only help my mom, but um but get to my mom as well wherever she ends up so um, so thank you for um, whoever sorted that out in the, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, see. So there's some good eggs even in the in the you know the, um, uh, in what, the, the DWP. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tomorrow. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so yeah. So I obviously now that we know that the interview works, so that's gonna that's a 15 minute interview. So we when can maybe. You, when do you want to play that? I don't know. When do you want to play it? I guess I was gonna ask you that. It's you now half past. can
1: play it now if you want.
0: Yeah. Maybe we could come back to. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a probably a good idea. And then we can come back to maybe a little bit of mental we'll health out news out and the we'll go out. Yeah, yeah okay, let's okay. do that. Okay. Um, so, is there anything else you want to add, though, before we do that? Sorry, I know I've, I've been. Uh,
1: way. No, I'll, whatever, Andy, I, I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'll make it part of mental health news. So it's, we'll, Fair we'll enough. We'll combine
0: the two. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, so the sooner we play this, the better. So, right, so, um, yeah, we're going to play this guarantee. Oh, and I know we need to play ads first. So, we'll play some ads uh, now, But it's half past. Uh, one And so we're going to play some ads for Spent Spice FM, and then we're going to play this Darren Tate interview. So just to explain, um, we were talking to Darren Tate, who was doing the fundraiser for the Northumberland Domestic Abuse Services. And so Maggie Martin, who helps run that, was very kind enough to... She came on the show, she was, and yeah, she facilitated she was, the interview, because there's a picture it on our um, uh, Mentally, Mentally Sound Facebook page right now. So if that sounds interesting, um, you can see that picture, and we're going to play this now. So Darren Tate was on um, Ninja Warriors with Maggie, and he he's, did stunt performing in Hollywood for a while, so I know we asked him about that, coming to Newcastle, he, uh, where he's from, because he said he was in Swindon, but the past self, because we you talk about future self-talking. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah. so the past self of me and Ricky are now going to talk and explain about the interview, and then you're going to hear Darren talk to us, and this was uh, recorded in Old Eldon Square, which I think I say that anyway, but you'll know what I mean when I play it. So this is an interview with Darren Tate, Talking about the Northumberland Domestic Abuse Services, uh, which he was doing that weekend. The fundraising, Uh, yeah, the fundraising. So, sailing down Hexham Abbey, yeah, which he'd never done before. But yeah, so you'll hear about this, and then we'll be right back in the studio after this. Hello everybody, Um, here to talk about if you remember, um, a couple of shows ago we had Maggie from Northumbria Domestic Abuse Service um, to talk about an event to raise money for for obviously domestic abuse and she did the skydiving um, about a week ago and obviously she was on the show to promote that, as well as abseiling which is happening tomorrow as of this recording and we're very delighted to say that we have a very special guest who we're interviewing here in the centre of Newcastle right now um, called Darren Tate Um, so a sort of uh, Mr Universe guy and sort of the special guest of the
4: event and he's here to talk to us so now hello darren hello how are you doing uh? i'm to be in newcastle <laughs> <laughs> so this is your first time being here yeah. it is no actually do you know what i was talking to maggie earlier and i i have i performed here years ago on one of these uh it was like a boat and you, we, it was, I, was, I used to be in a band basically years oh, ago okay. yeah back in back in the day <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the band you um, i off not outside uh, <laughs> fair enough <laughs> we 've all got we 've all got dark
0: paths, um, maybe you still want to say it yeah that's that 's the first time you a mental, mental health show it 's like not about mental health it 's like oh, I had it was in a band we don 't want to talk about it all right well, he brought it up ricky i don 't get this um but anyway well that's that 's really interesting so um, we were just
4: debating this obviously because Maggie said about um about um, interviewing you today about where you're from so i 'm from Swindon originally okay but I uh, lived basically all over, over all over the world i live in australia san francisco vegas uh denmark sweden i've lived everywhere oh right yeah
2: cool
4: um so what would you say uh, so being that this is your first time being here um how, how are you enjoying newcastle yeah it's good it's a good place my, you know it's my second time here oh, but, second uh, time, sorry. my second time my second time and uh, yeah i'm enjoying it it's good it's good to be here today and tomorrow it'll be uh be good to uh do the upsell yeah uh, is it your first time
0: abseiling? Because when we got asked, she very kindly said, "Oh, youth can come if he's want." And I just found myself being terrified.
4: Is it your first time doing abseiling? It is, yes. Okay, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely is. <laughs> so, nerves, tall or? No, I'm not. I'm not really afraid of heights. Like, you know, I, I do stunts. I'm a stunt man also. Yeah. So heights is kind of um, is my thing. I, you okay. know, I, I balance off buildings and stuff yeah. like that anyway. So, I'm just looking forward to doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask because uh, Rick, you was mentioning you doing doing earlier. You had a question about that, I think.
4: Well, yeah, I was going to ask
1: about that. But first of all, just how did you get in touch with uh, Maggie and Northumberland Domestic Abuse Service? How come this event
4: occurred? How
1: did they get you involved?
4: Um, well, how I knew, well, basically, how um, I got in touch with Maggie is we both done Ninja Warrior. We met each other on the, uh, the show. So um, I was travelling down on the train down to Manchester, bumped into Maggie. Um, she was wearing like some fluffy kind of ballerina dress and I, um, we, uh, we clicked we got on stayed uh, in touch and uh, was you know, friends ever since and then she got in touch with us and said hey would you w- would you want to upsell for this charity and I was you know any any kind of like I, would, I always love to do charity work and give back do you know what I mean and it's a great charity and uh yeah, so I'm, just, I'm here to, to help out the uh, the best I can, basically.
0: Great. Because um, as we, as we were touching on, because uh, Maggie sent us some notes about some of the stuff that you've done, and um, there was something to do with Circus de Soleil, like as in did you used to do like
4: some sort of circuit stuff. or Yeah.
0: Circus um, stuff, circuit. Circus,
4: uh, my dyslexia. Well, as a performer for yeah. many, many years, I've been performing for almost 25 years, and mm-hmm. Cirque de Soleil got in touch with me um, probably over the Christmas period of 2005. And first of all, I thought it was a hoax that they wanted me to to go to Montreal to um, be auditioned by them. And um, they kept at it, kept calling me. Then next thing you know, it it all fell through. And then they'd call me again for another audition and uh, it didn't happen. And all of a sudden they called me and said, can you come out to Montreal to the headquarters? And I thought myself, yeah, okay, cool, fair enough, I'll go. And then I went to Montreal to Quebec, Quebec City. Uh, auditioned for them I got the part and then I, I was told to, to go home and pack all my things up and then I moved out to Quebec City probably about two weeks after that and I lived there for a year wow. and I trained on the headquarters for about a year till, um I was put into a show and then I ended up doing three years in Las Vegas in the Beatles love show as oh. one of the soloists
0: Fantastic. I mean, like it kind of goes to show. I mean, we we've interviewed a ton of people. We've been doing this for about two and a half years or so. And I used to do interviewing before then. And um, you know, it's amazing how you hear about people. You know, just ending up doing things to a certain extent because that sounds like a lot. Like you know, uh, um, we kind of do are a firm believer in there's a little bit of luck
4: involved. Do you, do you kind of go along with that premise? Um, yeah. I mean, you've got to work hard. Also, of course, do you know what yeah. I mean. But uh, I mean, with with the circus du Soleil thing, I, I never in a million years thought they would. Uh, call someone like me. I was, um, to be honest with you, I was at the end of my career there anyway. Okay. And then when they called me to do that show, and I was just thinking to myself, uh, and I ended up doing it, and it was, you know, probably the best move that I ever made. Yeah. And, you know, I spent the best, you know, run of 10 years in the States. Yeah. obviously three years in Cirque du Soleil and it was after that I ended up doing stunts in California Yeah. so it opened a lot, a lot of doors because obviously Cirque du Soleil being in a show like that is well high demand you know best of the best athletes in the world but it, it, it wasn't easy mm-hmm. it was the hardest job I've ever done Yeah. Uh, and the training that you go through is gruelling and it's, it's, it's regimental at times it's, yeah. it's tough it's not easy mm-hmm. if, if there was a call me up again and say we've got another show for you I probably wouldn't do it Okay. <laughs> because it's it's that hard Yeah, it's so demanding you're doing 10 shows a week and you're doing all the other stuff um, before the show which yeah. is mandatory you have to come in and do your acting contemporary teeter board trampolining you've got to do all this stuff which is involved in the brand of Cirque du Soleil it's not just about the show it's about everything it, it's down to makeup costume It's 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 a whole different ball game, and I, I, you know, it was it was an eye opener basically, yeah. And it was good, it was a good, uh, it was hard, man.
3: Hard, hard work,
4: <laughs> yeah. That sounds regimental. <laughs> um, pretty you got a question,
1: yeah. So, so Maggie informed us you were like fresh from the gym as we met you <laughs> in the centre of monument, but am I right? I read somewhere that, uh, obviously, your you're life's surrounded by fitness right now, but fit, fitness wasn't something at the beginning of your career path, was it? So and you mentioned before about look, was it down to look again that you fell into that kind of whole world?
4: Well, with the fitness stuff, yeah, I've only just. I mean, I've been doing it. F- well, I tell you, but the backbone of the story was after I finished the stunts, I'd moved moved back to to London afterwards, and I was kind of like, well, I didn't want to go back to to performing because. I finished with the best, the best in the world, at a show, which is like Cirque du Soleil, and I do not want to go backwards in my life and do pop videos and stuff like that, because I found that was going backwards for me. Okay. So I thought, you know, what's the nearest thing that I could do, which is going to be close to still, still kind of performing in the arts and you know, taking fitness to the next level, but I did it with my Cirque du Soleil movement and acrobatics, thought, well, well, what can I do with everything they showed me mm-hmm. and turn it into a fitness program? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'd done took it to scotland and then i started just training loads of people with it and i do like a i'm more like a movement coach now and i, I train like fighters and, and uh, all kinds of athletes all over the uk basically mm-hmm. so it was something that i was a little bit lost after the sleigh and stunts because i was like what do i do when i thought to myself well the fitness stuff will be the closest thing to it and being close enough where you're still surrounded in that circle yeah and that's what I've done, basically, yeah. yeah.
0: that sounds really interesting. Um, I guess one of the things um, that, I mean, I say guess, it is obviously something that we want to talk about because obviously it's Maggie's, you know, the, the whole reason that you're doing to go back to the event tomorrow is that you're doing, you know, to raise money for domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it makes sense to ask you the question of, like, um, what, like, I. I why domestic abuse in terms of like um was it something that you just thought oh I, you know raising money is good anyway or does domestic abuse have any role for you in your life because obviously we
4: talk about sort of i guess taboo subjects on our show so um you know what's your sort of view on that i mean yeah look it's a, it's a good um uh, charity I, I i mean i know it, you know like when maggie got in touch with me and said we'd like to do this uh, like i said i i always like to help out in any way i, I can you know, uh, you know, for me, it's I do a lot of stuff for Alzheimer's Society, and yeah. I give a lot back to them. And that's, and I obviously when I lived in LA, I, I give a lot to a charity for orphans and stuff like that. I bought a load of presents, Christmas presents for them, and took it to a, to a charity base in, in when I lived in California. So any charity for me, which you know, is they are in need, and I'm I'm there to help. And uh, like I said, I'm 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 happy to be here and doing my role play in this and any way I can help out and, you know, raise the awareness for it is, is great, you know? Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, uh, well, I had one uh, question for you, Darren. Um, you said you, you sort of train others as well. Have you come across people who gone into fitness and this whole world of, you know, raising money because of their own past that they want to escape from? Do they have mental health issues that they use fitness to sort of help combat that at all?
4: Well, well I don't know. People are the people that I train at the moment are just like, I've been training just athletes. So it's like fighters and uh, runners and people who are training for marathons and stuff like that. I, I go down to like um, you know like gyms in Tap or snap, which is in, in Nottingham and in Manchester, and train people down there. So it's just basically uh, people that just want to improve on their fitness and stuff like that. I, I mean, I haven't come across anyone with any problems or anything like that. Yeah. It's just sort of general fitness, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does it? I mean, I, I guess on the, the the power thing of
0: what Ricky's talking about is, um, it's funny because I have actually talked to as we get attacked by a bee. Um, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the problem with doing stuff outside, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, uh, yeah, so. I think the reason that Ricky brought that up is because obviously with us talking about mental health, uh, uh, mental health a lot on our show, is that obviously the thing that most people say is a really good tool for just general me- mental health, because obviously we all have mental health whether you've got a, a, you know, a depression or anything like that,
4: is that it really just helps with your like well-being oh, and your exactly. frame of mind, so I guess that's... Is that something that you yeah. can attest to? It, it does, you know. I mean, it's, you know, it's you know any kind of fitness is going to uh, get the endorphins popping off, and yeah. you know, it's it's good. It's you know when you have when I have a bad day, and we or we have bad days, and you know if I go and do a run or a three mile run, five mile run, I'm instantly happy after so it. So you know it, it does. It's it, it, it enlightens people and makes people happy. Any kind of fitness moving, it could be anything. It's going to make you you know happy and stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a really good, really good message because I, d- I do think, um, you know, just any yeah, as as we point out, just general exercise, whether you've got a mental health problem or not, is just really, really useful. I guess the final question, because I'm always fascinated about Mr Universe, because I mean, I've seen, um, uh, you know, seen the Pump and Iron documentary that Arnie Arnold Schwarzenegger did and all that kind of stuff, and he had the term Mr Universe, and the old joke that comedians do was that, you know, what about all the other planets uh, and all that kind of thing? Uh, it's just always there. that so people from Earth always win. It's a
4: family guy, or family guy joke. But I'm just curious as how he got involved. That and then what the process was for it. Well, this is going to be kind of, kind of, kind of funny. Now, I, I'm not Mister Universe.
0: No, it? I know you're not Mister <laughs> Universe. You're not the Mister Universe. But I, I got there was a note about something to do with Mister Universe. Oh, no, so I'm, I'm guessing I'm doing
4: Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man. Is, I yeah, see. not Mr. <laughs> universe. So oh. um, I'm doing more of the Ironman Man stuff. It's it's my first ever Iron Man. I normally do, like I said, for charity for Alzheimer's. I do a lot of running oh, for I them, see. and I do like. Uh, uh, for last year, I, I ran from London to Brighton and I raised a lot of money. This this a uh, couple of weeks ago, I ran 85 miles, uh, Bath to Redden. Wow. So um, you know, I'm, but I'm, this year I wanted to change the ball game of my training. I thought, you know what, I've never done an Iron Man before. If I can inspire from my content of videos and say, look, if I can do it, you guys can do it. It's a great. guy who's never done an Ironman in his life, and I'm going to go and show that it can be done with six, seven months of training. We could all do it, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to prove with my um, with the Ironman training. That yeah. anyone can get up and do this. Great, you just got to train for it. Great,
0: that's a great message. Final, final question for I guess? Just on the Ironman
1: uh, thing. Um, I know it's really like big down under they, they have because of all their, their beach culture and stuff, is it is scene that's growing in this country and I know from related to the question I asked previously about mental health I don't know people that who've had their downsides but I often hear Iron Man is sort of a goal of theirs to compete. And it makes them you know, when you have that great target in mind it's something they can aim for and it gets it gets puts their demons aside so to speak, is that,
4: Well, if you look on the on YouTube and you see any kind of Iron Man documentary, you'll see uh, inspirational stories of people who have depression, people who have come back from addiction and stuff like that, and they are doing Iron Man and uh, to change their lives. And it is definitely a life changer. It's really really good. And uh, you know, for me, it's changed my life because the training is it's really really hard, but it's just it's also enlightens you. It's it's good for you. Do you know what I mean? It's really good for you. So, yeah. yeah that's why I'm doing it, and obviously to inspire people to say if if I can do it, then what's to say that you can't do it yourself mm-hmm.
0: Great way to end. Yep. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for doing the interview, and obviously good luck with the abseiling tomorrow. tomorrow. Um. We'll we'll report to Maggie to see if I, you know, you didn't, <laughs> survived and
4: you know, because yeah. you seem like a very nice person. So we we want it all to go well. It's my first time here, and my first time abseiling. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to be in Newcastle. It's a great place. You guys are great people, and I'm very happy to be here. Mm-hmm.
0: Great, well, thank you so much, Darren, so much. And um, as we say, we'll be back in the studio with our good selves in the live show. But thank you so much to Darren and to Maggie for setting this up and also for her to look after my dog while we're doing this interview. It was very sweet of her. A woman so, of many, yeah.
1: Talents, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: we're going to take a break right now in the live show. So, we're going to play some music right now and then we'll be back live in the studio with our future selves <laughs> after
2: this. Yeah. For the community, by the community. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Newcastle Miller 2018. 20th year anniversary. The biggest
1: multicultural festival on Tyneside
2: Bigger and better than ever before. Taking
1: place on Sunday the 26th and Monday the 27th of August Bank Holiday Weekend at the Exhibition Park Newcastle City Centre. For more information, log on at NewcastleMilla.co.uk or search us out on Facebook.
3: Motheram <laughs> Summon. गुज़िश्ता साल हम आपके लिए डेट्स फॉर सीरिया लेकर आए थे इस साल इंशाल्लाह हम डेट्स फॉर सीरिया فلسطین और पाकिस्तान लेकर आ रहे हैं 1 किलो खजूर की कीमत सिर्फ 10 पाउंड रखी गई है तमाम मुनाफा आपकी पसंद की हुई चैरिटी को जाएगा ऑर्डर के लिए टेलीफोन नंबर 07522976002 पर رابطہ कीजिए आपका ऑर्डर इंशाल्लाह माह रमजान से पहले आपको मौसूल हो जाएगा मजीद मालूमात के लिए हमारी वेबसाइड www.thedateproject.com पर रापत कीजिए शुक्रिया
2: the same old radio sound. <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM 98.8 FM. Welcome
0: back to Mentally Sound. We we're going to play a song but we realized that we were really like push for time like this this episode I guess. Um maybe maybe guess slow the whole quadrum of time down maybe I don't really know but like it just feels like this one episode's like totally flew by um, so yeah so we decided to come back to uh, basically wrap up today's show um, which obviously as we just mentioned is a um, which may be why people might not be aware that we're actually on because we should have really tweeted about the fact that we, met, we were doing this week instead um, but yeah so this is the reason we were on now because so we, we did tweet about week, it didn't
1: we yeah. you put out a tweet and I put out a tweet saying that due to circumstances. yeah but I
0: meant like in terms of we were doing it this week instead um, I don't oh think we, we said we, that oh yeah, did we I maybe did, yeah. did. Um, uh, but anywho so um, but yeah so anyway so this is a one off in terms of us being on the first Friday because we cancelled last week's, and we will be doing uh, next uh, Friday as well so back to uh, back back to back weeks for mentally sound it's pretty pretty fun um, so anyway so uh, yeah, so we were just we were not running away. I was, I was I was updating Ricky on my universal credit, which was nice because I was mentioning about the carer's allowance and stuff. So you know, the, uh, universal credit, um, I would just probably say in a nutshell, um, is a good idea that's poorly implemented. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, yeah, because um, I'm basically trying going to hopefully once I f- feel able to look for work. Um, but once at the moment, it's sort of looking after <coughs> my mom is my priority. So. Um, getting care allowance really helps, so. Um, but yeah, just waiting five weeks to get an answer because my housing benefit still hasn't been sorted, which is sort of talking to really. Just very there.
1: quickly, because yeah. um, it's been off topic recently. Yeah. Um, if you one, you know, question time was was on last night, and one question that was asked was, should it be rolled out? And I, I think it was held in Kings Lynn. Should universal credit um, be wielded out here? Um, and, and in regards to the increase of uh, usage of food banks. And I tweeted saying that um, well, Newcastle has gone the, the exact same thing because we've had we've had the food bank on the local West End food bank, which is the biggest and busiest in the country. They've said that uh, because uh, Newcastle uh, was the test scenario for Universal Credit, that food bank usage has increased as a result of that as well. So All right. um, it's very uh, very on topic, and I think it's one that's going to carry on in this. Uh,
0: well, I mean, um, uh, there's people who know me because, I mean, uh, Universal Credit only came into the area that I live at the, at the beginning of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell you the number of people that I've talked to about just my ordeal going. And I, I how many times I've said I'm so grateful that I have the ability to borrow money off family. When you um, said I
1: got carers allowance, so I was like, hallelujah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, like, yeah. you got a lifeline. A lot yeah. of people out there don't have that, such a lifeline. Yeah. So um,
0: so, yeah. yeah, and they were quite quick about it as well. Once, <clears> I mean, because um, I, I asked about it when I went to... Because it was telling basically really in the, the short version of that um, I had to go... Uh, basically prove again because it screwed up my housing benefits so I had to prove that I was in a, a place that accepts benefit and uh, prove the mm-hmm. amount of rent I was paying because obviously you can I guess manipulate that potentially Um, so I went and done that at the job centre and then I mentioned about like oh am I going to get carers allowance and also am I going to get um the gap in my ha- housing benefit because when my housing benefit got stopped when I declared for universal credit, it basically restarts your housing benefit as in claiming for it. So you stop doing housing benefit oh, okay. to reclaim housing benefit. Okay. That's how stupid the system is because I was already claiming housing benefit. Mm. So I, um, so because that stopped, my next payment for housing benefit, if I didn't claim universal credit, would have been the 30th of May. Mm. So I missed out on about uh thirteen days of you know, of um of clip being able to claim for housing benefit, which roughly works out at about you know uh two weeks two weeks of a month, so I was owed half what you get for um and I think that's ultimately what they've done because I got um um, so I again feel grateful that they've managed to sort it because um, the amount that they've given me in terms of just a little bit of housing benefit, like a direct transaction, mm-hmm. seems to have covered the period of time I wasn't on housing benefit. So mm-hmm. you do get it, but the the basically the basic reason I'm telling you all this is that the the criticism I'm hearing about universal credit is the waiting period mm-hmm. because you wait literally five, sometimes six weeks to get money that you're owed from the previous month so people end up in credits problem situations well, some people, Yeah, a hell of a lot longer yeah, yeah. and not yeah. be able to pay rent and all this kind of thing <clears throat> but I actually in the meeting I had the first meeting and I tell you this is true I'm not making it up that a guy when I went to verify to do universal credit says how are you paying your rent this month And mm. um, because I said my rent was due in like six days time um, and I went uh, well, I'm borrowing money off my mom, and he went, all right, good, but, well, um, you because know, I was about to say, you know, you might need to ring your estate agent and say you can't pay your rent this month, and I'm like, and part of me wants to go, but you're the reason that I'm not able to pay my rent, because it, this waiting period is insane. In five weeks could be, if you're unfortunate, and I was in the in this problem, that I'm paying my rent twice because my rent's at the beginning of the first week. So if you're rents, you're paying your rent in the first week and you mm-hmm. start then, you almost have to play a tactical game of when do I claim my universal credit yeah. so I don't get penalized. It's, it's, it, it, uh, but again, once you get on it and the, like the way that the accounts are, like I sent a message about like uh, clarifying something and they, they, they then message you back in your account. So you can get an answer like through that as opposed to ringing them hours on end. So yeah. the the system in principle is a, a, quite an interesting idea, but it's just so poorly yeah. implemented that, that's, that's the, the that's the crux. Again, I think a good roundabout way, it's a bit like <coughs> the NHS. A great idea that's proven <laughs> that's poorly implemented. Um anyway. But yeah, so is there anything you um you, you mentioned about a few things. Is there anything you wanna uh, just obviously anything
4: you well, wanna mention before we wrap
1: up? Just just part of our update. So I yeah uh, through through my own circles, yeah, a couple of uh, people have uh, passed on sadly. So my um, not to give names, uh, you know, to, pr- to protect privacies, but another good friend of mine, we, we he was actually um, on his way up here because we were going to go and say solo together, you know. The, All the right. Star Wars film? Yeah, yeah. And he he was on his way up, and then he rang me to say, um, "I've just had word that I need to turn round because my aunt's called," <coughs> and. Um, he kind of did fear the worst, because he said his aunt wouldn't normally kind of uh, say such a thing if if it wasn't important. And then he, he kind of did, because his mum uh, is in a home at the mo. It was in a home, and uh, you know he did consider that something might be up. And yeah, his his the worst fears were realized, and his mum passed away. So uh, yeah, this so so to my 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 mate out there who uh, he knows who he is. Uh, yeah, we're all thinking of you, and we'll see you soon. Hopefully. And then, just very tragically recently as well, um, my my mum's older sister, uh, remaining older sister, uh, sadly passed on as well. She hadn't been well recently. In in recent years, I think uh, we we've talked about this a lot on this show. Dementia has like you know uh, grabbed her the, the best of it. And uh, although at times she was getting by, but I think in more recent times it kind of uh, she deteriorated quite quite fast. Yeah. It's so very sad. Um, I, I, she, was, she was a great lady because uh, my, so many memories, but my, my most abiding, most important memory was that when, when, when I lost my own dad um, over when we were in India at that time, um, she flew over to um, um, basically give my mum moral support. And uh, I thought that was great because she wasn't in a, the best conditions herself. But she 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 flew out to just support a little a little baby sister, which I thought was very sweet. Yeah. So yeah, um, <clears throat> like I say, uh, dementia is a very uh, and we'll always keep talking about dementia because I think it doesn't get. Um, I don't think people who haven't been touched by it uh quite grasp just how prevalent it is out there mm-hmm. uh, we've had a few charities on here talking about it and i think we should continue
0: to continue yeah that i mean i am um, i'm pleased like uh, i know iceland uh because when i get their bags have like they, they 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 donate their you know their bag money they make the dementia mm-hmm. uh charities and stuff which i'm pleased mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. and i was saying the ricky offer because uh, obviously my mom being in 24 hour care even with respite care she shares a uh, like um, oh, a, a yeah, floor yeah, with yeah. um full blown dementia um, sufferers or however you want to say it um and it's it, i mean i i've got used to, i mean the the most stuff i have be you know i i don't I mean say say that I'm, i don't i don't want this to come across as a, like oh i've been through much worse i'm just saying through my own experiences of what i've had to deal with and yeah. all the stuff that i've seen and Talked about and and being aware of enough of disorders and and how things can, you know, I, nothing shocks me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is hard to see people who have lost the ability yeah. to like sort of um rationally think, yeah. uh, for want of a better way to yeah. of seeing it. So yeah, it is um it is hard to see, but mm-hmm. um but I, I like the fact that you know dementia um UK is it dementia UK is that um so what the dementia main site main um, charity is. Um, you know, well, there's,
1: there's Alzheimer's UK as well. We we've, had, yeah, we've the, had the local Alzheimer's. Yeah. Well. I think that's like you think about
0: dementia friends. But that's the one, yes. I, I, I'm trying to think of the one that Iceland uh, who, uh, donated to. I think it is dementia friends, but they support the idea of that it isn't like you know, sort of the you know, again, like for want of a better phrase, like the end of the world, and that you mm-hmm. can give them somewhat of a good life, yeah. um, even through it, and 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 help them be safe and comfortable. Yeah. And and apparently, with the dementia people that we've come like just in coming across with my man being treated is that, um, you know, they're not always, you know, confused. But the problem is they're like that a lot of the time is the problem. So um, it's just making sure that they're okay um, and all that kind of thing. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, but, but I, get, uh, I I guess maybe to come up with some sort of, like, balance, like it isn't all, you know, sad in the sense of it's obviously, you know, understandably sad. But I guess, like, I always sort of tell myself it was a bit like when my friend John passed away last year was that... um. Y- I think you you know you have to have the willingness to be around for the bad times as well as the good um and obviously you know someone passing away is the pinnacle of that, so um you know it is a part of life, and I think part you know part of uh if you didn't i guess the the phrase that I often gives me sort of solace is to say, if you don't focus if if you ignore the bad stuff, then you're ignoring half of your life. And I really like that phrase because it's like, yeah, it is like, you know, half of dealing with stuff in life is not necessarily positive. It's like negative or, but it's not even like looking at things in the positive and negative things. It's just things happen and just your willingness to deal with it means that you're, you're winning. You're, you're winning and you're, you're involved in your life and you're experiencing it as best you can. And I think that's the best way of looking at it. Um, even in the saddest of situations. Um, you know, I haven't seen someone you care about like, pass on, obviously, but um, you know, um, I think that's the best way. Yeah, of I think, at um, it. you know, but,
1: yeah. again, this goes back to what we we're talking about before in terms of like, caring. Um, you, you're going through it currently with your mum, and then I was dealing with it with my dad through palliative care. I need to stop because we were <laughs> 30 yeah. seconds
0: there. But anyway, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean really yeah, to interrupt you. Just
1: emphasize that, that, that right. more, more support needs to be given out to carers. Um, anyway, you know, so, I think they're yeah. brilliant people. Anyway.
0: Great. Well, huge thank you for everyone listening. We'll be back next Friday. Um, that is the 13th. Um, and uh, all the podcasts from the previous weeks will be on soon, but we really got to go because it's going to cut off in a second. So thanks to everybody. We'll see you next week on Mentally Sound here on of M 98.8 FM. Bye!